This is the LarryInFishers.com podcast. My name is Larry Lannon, and today we're going to talk about shopping, how it's changed, and how holiday shopping will be done quite a bit differently, particularly in the city of Fishers. I'm very honored to have two lovely ladies with me, uh, Stephanie Perry from the Public Relations and uh, Community Relations Department of the City of Fishers, and Megan Bumgartner, the Director of of Economic Development for the City of Fishers. To, to both of you, I want to welcome you, but especially you, Stephanie, because I haven't talked with you for some period of time. I haven't had a chance to uh, uh, congratulate you on the, the additional uh, uh, member of your family, so it's good to have you back, but I'm sure uh, you enjoyed your time off with uh, with the young one. I did. It's a hard year to have a baby, but, you know, we're we're happy to have a new little one, so thank you. Yeah, I, I have a new grandson. He lives in another state, so it's been a challenge. Uh, we see him when we sure. can. So, Megan, again, thank you for uh, for uh, returning to our podcast series. Always good to talk to you. Yes, thank you. Well, I want to talk about something that uh, happens every year. A shop fishers promotion is an annual thing. It's been going on for a number of years, uh, but... The pandemic makes it an entirely different landscape. So we want to talk about how this is very different from from past years. So, Stephanie, I'm going to start with you uh, because, as I understand it, there are over 60 businesses involved. It uh, begins Saturday, November 28th, but it extends through the end of the calendar year. Um, explain why there is a difference in this promotion that you're running and helping uh, as a city with the local businesses as opposed to what you've done in past years. Well, this is our seventh year hosting our local celebration of Small Business Saturday, and it's always a big favorite among our residents. And this year with COVID, there's obviously been some challenges. And so we actually think it's more important than ever that our residents are shopping and dining local. But doing that in a safe way. So we, we made some adjustments this year to accomplish that. So one adjustment is not just focusing on shopping small or eating small on Small Business Saturday, but throughout the entire season. So we've expanded Shop Fishers through December 31st, which means you have even more ways to save big in your holiday shopping. And we also are really encouraging people to take advantage of these reduced contact services like curbside pickup, online ordering, delivery, and our business partners have been great about offering those options. So really, you know, even from the comfort of your own home, you can be safe and still support local. You know, Megan, I see there are over six, there are 60 uh, local businesses that are a part of this. Do you think that the pandemic has perhaps uh, given some of these businesses uh, an incentive to participate uh, this year as opposed to previous years? I definitely think so. Um, I think most companies um, in Fishers have had to adjust their business model in some way. Um, and everyone is looking for creative ways to get their brand and their company and story and, and um, items out to new customers and clients. Um, and all the hard work that Stephanie and her team do for this event every year in the past is incredible, but this year really is kind of taking it to the next level. And I think a lot of people saw the success that they had um, earlier this summer when they did a, a much smaller condensed version of this. Um, again, in just one of the many ways that we've tried to help small businesses specifically, but um, retail and restaurants during COVID. Let me stay with you for a moment, Megan, because uh, I think this 
this year points to something even more critical. Uh, you're in, you and your staff are in, uh, in contact with local businesses all the time. I mean, not naming any names, but do you think there are some enterprises in Fishers where this this Christmas or holiday season could be make or break for them? I do. Um, and that's something that we've talked a lot about, um, kind of internally of the first go around everyone, uh, we made sure had access to the PPP loan um, and trying to put some of those financial resources in place. But now um, when so many of these small businesses rely on the holiday season for the majority of their sales, um, I do think it's really, really crucial. So um, again, the work that Stephanie and her team are doing and the way that uh, my team is trying to get out and just connect with businesses to see how we can help um, generally overall with our health department, um, connecting them with state and federal resources, that continues to be a priority for us because we do know how important it is. You know, Stephanie, I can't remember a time where I've had as many uh, curbside orders uh, from mm-hmm. restaurants. I think I <laughs> we're all uh, accustomed to that. And I know it's harder for the business that, uh, to, to survive there. It's a different business model for many of them. I also have to say that I, I and my wife's always been a fan of uh, of having uh, items delivered, but I think we've set records there already, and we're not even a Thanksgiving personally. So talk talk about um, the safe shopping. Safely shopping is very uh, much a part of of this program, and uh, explain how the businesses here in Fishers that are involved with this have made this a central part of this program. Yeah, well, obviously the work of the Fishers Health Department has really given a lot of guidance to business and our business partners. And again, they've all been really receptive and creative on their solutions. And so, you know, there's the curbside pickup and delivery, but um, just also how they've handled, you know, in-store shopping. Gallery 116 is a great example that comes to mind. You know, they have one way in, one way out, a sanitizing station at the front. And this was, you know, even... Um, in the last few months when we were, you know, not even in red as a community. So um, they're a great example of, you know, really stepping up and the way that they've all adapted. And it's been very, very hard, but um, I'm just so, you know, incredibly grateful for their work and adapting to keep our community safe. So, yeah, and a lot of them have popped up, you know, some retail shops not have online retail before this. So, They've adapted and um, really just changed their business models, too, uh, which is just wonderful to see. You know, Megan, uh, the news release that uh, announced this program, the mayor had a quote in that news release about the importance of some of the local retailers and restaurants that are here. And he pointed out a very interesting statistic. And I think I'm quoting here. It's important to remember that by shopping locally, statistics show that local businesses generate up upwards of 70% more local economic activity per square foot than big box retail. And that's from the mayor. And you know, not diminishing big box retail, that's a, that's a portion of the economy. But talk about just what the mayor had to say there about, about local economic activity being generated by these local businesses. Sure. Well, I think for a lot of these local businesses, they're our neighbors. They're people who live down the street from us and are invested in the community. Um, So their direct impact are us as um, members of the community shopping and um, 
frequenting either their website or in person um, at their facility. It, it isn't just within those four walls of their organization. It's who they are then able to support and return. It's growing interest of businesses who um, want to relocate to Fishers or grow in Fishers and have a, a unique and um, vibrant environment for their employees to get out and enjoy these things. Um, and additionally, um, the residents, you know, especially in our nickel plate district where it's a denser environment, we need vibrant um, and thriving retail and, and restaurants to be able to support all of those residents and give them something to want to live that close to. So all of it is definitely connected. Um, and again, the, the personal investment that these companies have made to our community, you really can't overlook that or um, emphasize the importance enough. Yeah, there's a TV commercial that shows up, uh, I think about this time every year, which uh, gives examples of how when you support a local business, you know, you're you're paying for ballet lessons for a child. You're you're paying for this and that. That that comes right back in, and that's how it re, uh, regenerates within your own local community. But before I go back to Stephanie, I want to ask uh, Megan one other thing. I think there's, and we can't list all the businesses since they're over sixty. We're going to talk a little bit about the categories, and if you want to point something out, that's fine. But I I think one thing that people and fishes need to understand we've tried to talk about this before in programs we've done in previous years even though a business may have a national brand on it there may be a local franchise owner so it could Mm -hmm. still be a local business talk about that yeah so i think um there's several here even within the nickel plate district as i kind of look out my window um that are part of that national brand but again they put their money their savings um, their time and effort into making that location thrive. So um, it is important. That's a great point to bring up um, that there's a financial commitment and an impact beyond just um, a, a gallery 116 that's a single location versus maybe Christian at uh, Smoothie King, I know, is a good example within the Nickel Plate District. Stephanie, now I, there are many ways that people can access information uh, about this program. And I know there's a Play Fishers app. There's some uh, presence on the web and in social media. So for people who want some more detail that we won't have time to get into uh, on this podcast, uh, explain uh, how one can get that specific information if they're looking for it. Yeah, well, you mentioned the mobile Play Fishers app, which is free to download. That's a great kind of event guide at your fingertips uh, that has all the deals, the uh, websites, all the uh, reduced contact services offered by each business. You can also sort by reduced contact services. So if you only want to look at businesses that offer delivery or only want to look at curbside pickup, um, you also can check in at three businesses you're supporting to be entered to win a pretty awesome prize pack. And you do not physically have to be at that business. So again, if you're shopping from home, you can still mark that you supported this business. Um, another great way to get the information is on our This Is Fisher's website, which is a newer site we launched this summer, more of a lifestyle site for the city. And uh, thisisfishers.com backslash shop Fishers has all the deals as well. And then on social, we suggest following the hashtag ShopFishers to get all the information. Well, that's pretty simple right there. Uh, I do want to say that uh, there is uh, an, an, there's a hint there in, in the news release that there may be some prizes and giveaways involved. Is that true? 
Yeah. So we just started doing a few giveaways on our city Instagram and Facebook this weekend. And since Shop Fishers continues through December, there will be a lot of ways to win. We have eight giveaways. So we suggest following uh, Fishers IN on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook so that you can stay up to date on that as well. I just want to talk a little bit uh, about the different categories that you have. There's uh, several categories. Again, there's 60 businesses, so I can't list them all, but you've explained how to find them. But the categories include the following food and drink, home and garden, family fun, boutiques, self-care and fitness, arts and services. Some have lots of uh, participants. For for instance, services only has one. That would be Forum Credit Union, but that's still a, an important uh, participant in that. So did you categorize this, Stephanie, just as a way to try to make it easier for people to find uh, what they're looking for? Yes. So like I mentioned, when you can sort by, sort by services on the app, you can also sort by category. And yes, we really use it as a way to reflect uh, all of the different participants. And, you know, some of these participants technically fit into many categories. Pinheads is a great example. Uh, they provide family fun, but they also have a really popular uh, Alley's Alehouse restaurant, which has, you know, curbside pickup and online ordering as well. And so, um, you know, use the categories as a reference, but it's not kind of the end all. Yeah, and I want to ask Megan this because, uh, and it's been insinuated, and I've talked about it, and so has Stephanie, but uh, let's let's use uh, a restaurant as an example. Uh, we have a restaurant, let's say, that has a certain business model they've used successfully for years. Now, all of a sudden, most or all of their income is coming from curbside service, pickup, that kind of thing. Uh, Megan, how, how are these, and that's just one example, you can use some other retail examples for people who are maybe not comfortable coming into the store and they either have it shipped or they have curbside service, they pick it up quickly and leave. Uh, in your discussions, Megan, with all the, the businesses around in and around Fishers, uh, how are these businesses adjusting? This has really started in April and uh, has continued on to the present time. What uh, what do you make of how, how businesses have adjusted to this new normal? Um, so Mayor Fadness and I have the opportunity in June, July to go out and meet with um, a lot of small business owners who we previously really hadn't connected with um, just because of the, the restraints of our um, economic development team being so small. Um, but we connected with a lot of them during COVID or during the original kind of quarantine period. Um, and what was interesting and has continued to be interesting is a lot of businesses have, um, I mean, I think it's kind of expected that those first couple of months saw a significant drop in their sales and revenue, um, but then found new ways to get in front of additional people, either through DoorDash, um, Grubhub, some of these other delivery services, um, and they've been able to rebound, but they've seen that continue. Well, they've seen um, a little bit of growth with people coming back into their facility. A lot of people are still seeing a significant demand with their um, carryout and delivery services. The interesting part, though, is because that has increased so significantly, the one thing that we didn't realize was there can uh, generally be a lot of fees associated, especially with the food delivery services. Um, so that has been kind of eye-opening as well, just even on like my own personal home of, 
oh, well, yeah, it's super convenient for DoorDash to bring me this food. But if somebody, if I can go in my car and they bring it out to me on the curb, I'm saving that company 30% off the, the top. So I think those are important things for people to be aware of how it's changing a bit. Um, to Stephanie's point, I think um, like Gallery 116, there were a lot of companies who maybe had a small web presence, um, but then with COVID, it was, you had to do it to survive. Um, so I think a lot of people have been able to adapt. Um, and one of the, the really cool things that we've seen um, is a lot of the local fishers marketing companies have tried to pivot their um, services to support small businesses. So um being able to know, okay, this small business has five people. They don't have the capacity to have a full-time social person um, or have the um, the bandwidth or the knowledge to leverage some of the resources that are out there. So I think there's been a good community effort to help support and teach people um, and then kind of learning by necessity too. And Stephanie, let me ask you, because I think that's a good point that Megan just made, because uh, there's always been a certain marketing strategy that these sizes have been. And the, the sizes are, of these businesses, by the way, are they vary quite a bit if you look at the 60. But Stephanie, don't uh, this shop fishers, this promotion certainly is one key way that these businesses can do marketing. But uh, do you think that's an indication, like Megan just said, that you know, these businesses have to take a second look at their marketing strategy in the current environment. Yeah, I think, I mean, I like to think that Shop Fishers is a great marketing tool for businesses. Mm -hmm. And we always do a lot of PR and paid advertising and paid social ads. But this year, we're doing even more to support those businesses. So you'll see right-of-way banners at intersections throughout Fishers, which is a new strategy this year. You know, everyone's out driving around, even if they're not maybe going into stores. And so um, kind of utilizing those new ways people are interacting and we're putting, you know, more money into social media. And so we're really trying to give businesses a great kind of return value um, for them offering these deals. Yeah, you know, Megan, I, I got to tell you, I was, uh, it's pretty well known now that I was, I was sick for a couple of weeks. I, was, I had a pretty bad yeah. uh, bout with uh, COVID. I'm fully recovered as far as I can tell now. Hopefully good. nothing, hopefully nothing long-term, but at this point <laughs> I, I feel very good. But my wife told me that the one thing she missed the most, because it was my job to go do the pickup, because <laughs> normally we don't use those services uh, very often that you talked about. We just pick it up ourselves, and that was always my job. And she yes. said, well, I'm glad you're better because now you can do that. I'm getting a little tired <laughs> of doing that. Uh, I want to just mention, Megan, that the last time you and I talked on a podcast was back in May. And wow. that was a point in time where you had um, were preparing at that point to hand out 73 small business loans here in Fishers. Mm -hmm. Talk about that program. Do you think... Do you think it made a, a difference? I do. Um, we actually got a um, a letter from a business owner who had received some money. Um, I, I think we got it from her last week. So she repaid her loan in full. Um, and her letter was, I think, the exact um, reason why we did this. It was to help people open their doors back up, again, continue to adjust their business model to make those changes with carry out um, curbside and um, really was, I think, 
beneficial and to, to how she explained it really kind of helped save um, and kind of bridge those gaps of, of funding that she needed. Um, so overall, it's been great. Um, again, kind of have, as I mentioned earlier, as PPP has run out um, and people have used those funds, um, I think people, we've started to get more questions of, well, is that going to come back? Does the city have additional resources? Um, and we're, we're trying to stay on top of what grants are out there right now through the state and through the federal government and other local agencies. Um, because unfortunately, that was kind of a one-time thing that we had those funds available. So um, it, it was a great response. Again, we were able to connect with a lot of small businesses who we didn't know were in Fishers, really had limited, limited exposure and experience with. Um, and so I think that we created also some really great relationships with some of those businesses and people who can continue to be advocates for us. I know this is a tough question, but uh, are all those 73 businesses still operating or have some not been able to make it? You have to name, you don't have to name names, just, just uh, in general, I'm just asking that. Yeah. As far as I know, yes. Um, We, I hope that's the, how it continues to run. Um, And again, I think in Hamilton County, we're fortunate um, to see the way that again, restaurants and retail has been able to sustain itself when you hear of restaurants that feels like closing every week in downtown Indianapolis. Um, So Hopefully, that continues to stay the course. Again, this second round, um, last week and the week before, when the health department put forward new um, recommendations and public health orders, in addition to wanting to keep the schools open, it was, we want to keep businesses open because we know, again, a lot of small businesses and fishers, a lot of residents work and live here, um, and the impact of restricting businesses, um, we know is significant. I guess the one business I hear about the most, and I I just talked to a friend of mine uh, just a couple hours ago who was for many years in the restaurant and bar business, hasn't been for a while, but stays in touch with people who he knows from that business. They're having a tough time right now, and and the restrictions on bars and how many people you can have inside, now that we're in wintertime, going outside is less of an option. Um, will this winter be the true test of how those businesses can, can weather this storm? I think it probably will be. Um, again, I think this is why the work that Stephanie's doing with shop fishers is so important because again, it's continuing to put these opportunities and in, in companies in front of residents, hopefully creating some additional loyal following that um, I think it was incredible the first time around. And Larry, you and I might've talked this about this on the original podcast was um the community response to help your neighbor and to help small businesses in your community, um, it really was kind of a grassroots and pretty powerful thing to see. Um, so again, I, I would like to remain optimistic that people will continue to help where they can. Um, and so this is why I think Shop Fishers is something that's really incredible to put that spotlight specifically on these businesses for the next couple of months. Um, but then again, how there's new people who are going to be going there that become loyal followers. Stephanie, I promise I'm going to get back to you, but I've, so I've got Megan here. I've got okay. a couple of more questions for her. Uh, <laughs> She's I, I, done all the hard work. I know. Well, she, <laughs> and, and she has. And, and you know, we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to give you a shot here at the, at the end before we, we're done. But Megan, I know that 
part of the reason that the loan program was available is that the city had the money available. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be in a new budget year here in about a month or so. Is there any possibility with the budget numbers that uh, the city is seeing? Uh, have you and the mayor talked about the possibility of doing this again, or is that even uh, in the realm of possibility? So the funding that we had for the loan program actually came from an economic development deal. Um, it was with Meyer Najem um, Construction for their corporate headquarters. There was a shared um, shared obligations agreement that was in place that said that if they sold the building, the city got kind of, there was a percentage that was determined in the economic development agreement that should they sell the building, um, that increase in value and the sale price, the city got a proportionate share of. So that was a one-time pretty incredible infusion that we were able to provide half of that to our arts and culture committee or commission. um, And then this other half went to the loan program. Um, So we have talked about um, the, you know, as people start to repay um, and what happens with that money again, um, and kind of looking at if there's opportunities to leverage or match some of these funds with other groups. Um, So I don't anticipate, unfortunately, that any other buildings will sell anytime soon where we'll come into that sort of money. But Um, That was one of the pretty incredible things for um, us to be able to offer this loan program and not remove services from either the fire department, police department, internal services. Um, And again, was a great opportunity to help out a lot of people and again, um, continue to support the Arts and Culture Commission. And the reason I mentioned that is it seems to be a gridlock in Washington. I, I hear from a lot of people who say if there was some other kind of support from Washington, they could make it through till a vaccine is widespread maybe sometime next year. Without that, I think what I'm hearing you say is that you were creative in the financing and that probably won't be available again. So that's a pretty honest answer. One last question from Megan. You've got some good news. I mean, even with economic, uh, the economic development plan, even during the pandemic, you've had a couple of uh, major announcements. I asked the mayor about that when I had him on about a week ago, and he was very proud of it. I want to give you a chance to uh, discuss these recent economic development gets you've had. Sure. Um, so our big one was uh, NCOG Biopharmaceutical. So they are the group of former Cook medical executives um, who, it's funny because it's an entrepreneurial story, but entrepreneurial for the uh, biopharmaceutical field is relative. Um, You know, the partners that they have in place and some of the funding that they have in place is way different than what we might see see over at Launch Fisher. So, um, but when we met with this group, Corey Lewis, Ted Green, um, and their team, Doug Dayhoff, um, it was just kind of an, an immediate connection of kind of like-minded, wanting to do something creative. Um, and what was pretty incredible for us and our team is, as you know, Larry, Fishers really isn't known for manufacturing, um, industrial. It's very limited in what's available here. Um, and we were able to kind of share the story and the vision of our community and, um, and work creatively with them. So that was a, a really, really big win for us. Um, and we've had a couple of big sales of some of the, um, vacant office buildings and fissures by actual owners and occupiers, which is really exciting. So round room and then knowledge services. Um, so the old Roche headquarters and the old, um, Marsh building or old Marsh headquarters off of cross point. 
So those are two big wins for us there. Um, and we've been able to see some um, other local businesses, both in Launch Fishers and the IoT Lab, continuing to grow. Um, so we've been um, optimistic and happy to see that growth. We know that we're super fortunate for that. Um, and again, con- trying to continue to put ourselves um, in good positions to be able to tell the story. And I think all the work that we can point to with shop fishers um, and some of the local small businesses of how we support businesses, both large and small in our community. um, I think a lot of people appreciate and connect with that. Okay, Stephanie, I promised, and I I want to bring you back. And as we uh, begin to wrap this up, I I want to give you one last opportunity to explain what's happening beginning November 28th through the end of the calendar year with the shop fishers promotion. Yeah, so essentially celebrating shopping and eating local all season long. I just want to highlight some of the um, array of participants. This is actually the record high year for business participation, the largest one we've had. I think we're up to over 65 businesses, actually. Um, And if you are a longtime Shop Fishers fan, you'll see a lot of returning businesses and some uh, returning events that have been popular that have been tweaked for COVID. So I wanted to mention our farmer's market, which is always a big part of Shop Fishers, is now online only with no contact delivery. And the delivery fee has been waived actually um, through the rest of the year. And so that's, you can still, you know, take advantage of the farmer's market, get that delivered to your door. We also have the Arts Council, which always has a great artisan market event in City Hall that is actually all virtual on Saturday, but still happening. And they've even set it up so that you can take uh, workshops live with artists and there's a lot of live components. So um, if you're a fan of those traditional parts of Chop Fishers, they're still happening. But if you want things that are new, I'm really excited to see all the new businesses that are part of it this year. Some who have just opened in Fishers, like the Wispy Pine Boutique here in Nickel Plate District just opened uh, the last few months. And then businesses maybe who have been around for a while but have never been part of Shop Fishers. Mm-hmm. So um, there's really something for every single person on your gift list. And also, um, you know, food-wise, no matter what you like to eat or drink, there's something. And one last time, just explain where people can find all the listings uh, of those who are participating. This is fishers.com backslash shop fishers and on the mobile app, play fishers and on social media, follow hashtag shop fishers. And the play fishers app is free. You just download it, right? Whether you're on uh, iPhone or Android, right? Yep. On Google play or the app store. Okay. Very good. Uh, Megan Bumgartner, I'm going to give you one last chance. Anything you'd like to uh, talk about that I didn't think to ask or discuss? No, um, again, I think we're trying to support businesses as much as we can. And between the work that Stephanie does with the various business councils, Mayor Fadness and Monica Helts with our health department and myself and others from our team have been continuing to host um, our monthly business community calls. Um, So if your listeners are interested in joining those, they are definitely geared more towards uh, companies, but others are welcome. Um, people can sign up for that on the fishersecondev.com website um, and tune into those. Our next one will be December 3rd. All right. Very good. Shop Fishers begins November 28th through the end of the year. 
Uh, it's been my pleasure to speak with Stephanie Perry, part of the Community Relations Department uh, here in the City of Fishers, and Megan Bumgartner, who's the Director of Economic Development for the city. Ladies, thank you so much. Uh, always good to talk to you. And uh, please enjoy your uh, Thanksgiving holiday weekend as that's uh, coming up just a few days after we record this. Yes, thank, thank you, Larry. You.